Welcome to Faith and Family, a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. And now from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and thank you for joining us on Faith and Family. We're in the middle of a series today that I've been sharing with you entitled Transformative Parenting. What we're trying to do is discover what will keep a child faithful to Christ and his church throughout the teen years and 20s and as they grow up and go out to form their own families. And why is this so important? Well, because of the challenges of our culture, the peer group, the media, and everything else, and who knows whatever else, we know that there less than a third of those who are raised Catholic in the United States are still practicing their faith. Less than a third, and that's a crisis. Last week, I shared with you what I entitled the first of the two golden keys in passing on that type of transformative faith to children. And the key was this. The key was that priests, Parents, teachers, catechists themselves need to have a deep personal relationship with Christ before they can assist anyone else in having one. Remember, I shared with you the exhortation of Pope Benedict XVI to seminarians when he said, quote, What matters most is that you develop your personal relationship with Christ. God, unquote. That's what matters most for the teachers. That's what matters most for the young people. Because sending a young person out with what I'm calling religious information, kind of a, the abstract religious information in the mind, sending them out into our culture, do not be surprised if they walk away from the faith. Because they need a deeper rooting of their person in Christ in order to anchor them to the faith, and that deeper rooting occurs in the heart through this personal relationship with Christ. Now, I am going to be sharing something with you from blessed John Paul II that is it is of such astronomical importance. I'm going to make kind of a unique offer because I'm, I want to make sure you get this. I'm going to read it maybe even twice, but if you want a, uh, a copy of this, it's not that long. It's, it's just a paragraph. You can send an email to askthehost at gmail.com. And that's simply askthehost at gmail.com and ask for Blessed John Paul II's Instruction on Catechesis. And this comes from Pope John Paul II's Catechesis in Our Time, section 19. And just to summarize it in a nutshell, there are two aspects to conveying the faith properly and effectively to children, and one of them is being almost ignored in our day. Here we go. Quote, the specific character of catechesis is distinct from initial conversion. And I'm continuing with Pope John Paul II. Catechetical practice must allow for the fact 
that the initial evangelization has often not taken place. A certain number of children, baptized in infancy, come for catechesis in the parish without receiving any other initiation into the faith and still without any explicit personal attachment to Christ. They only have the capacity to believe placed within them by baptism and the presence of the Holy Spirit. This means that catechesis must often concern itself not only with nourishing and teaching the faith, which is done well in so many places, but also arousing it unceasingly with the help of grace, with opening the heart, with converting and preparing total adherence to Jesus Christ on a part of those who are still on the threshold of faith. This concern will in part decide the tone, the language, and the method of catechesis. So again, Pope John Paul II, in his Catechesis in Our Time, section 19, says that there is something distinct from catechesis that must precede catechesis in order for catechesis to be successful. Now, right now, with a 70% dropout rate of Catholics, I'm going to say it. It's not being successful. And young Catholic adults and later teens are dropping like flies. And yet 60% of young Catholic adults are uncertain if there ever is such a thing as a personal relationship with Christ. So they've gone through all their sacramental preparation. They've gone through all their catechesis, perhaps also gone through Catholic school or Catholic homeschool, and they're walking away from the faith. Why? They haven't put down the foundation for catechesis, which is this personal attachment to Christ that Pope John Paul II is saying. It's a conscious, willful opening of the heart, of converting, of preparing total adherence to Jesus Christ, this personal encounter. That has to come first. Let's imagine if you're a priest, if you're a catechist, and most importantly, if you're a, you're a parent, and we're going to envision the spiritual formation of our children as building a home. And let's say it's a nice one with two, oh, let's go over the top, three-story gorgeous home you're going to build. And you go in and, you know, a knockout kitchen and beautiful bedrooms, beautiful living room, family room. You're getting up. Oh, let's go on. Let's do a third story. And guess what? All, all your construction efforts amount to a big, fat zero if you don't put a foundation down first. You can't build a building without a foundation. Pope John Paul II is saying you can't catechize without the foundation of a personal connection with Christ. And catechists, by the millions, are assuming that children are coming with this and then proceed for years of catechesis and then to turn around and watch the kids walk away from the faith. So something has to change. So let me just put it another way because I want to drill this home rather forcefully. Let me put it another way. Trying to catechize your children without having them 
possess a strong personal encounter with Christ is trying to make food stick to a brand new Teflon pan. You know how well they work when you first bring them home? It, nothing sticks. And trying to get traction for the faith, you're trying to root the faith in your child through catechesis, conveying religious information, through sacramental preparation programs without the personal encounter, it's not going to stick. And it, it's the children without any quote from Pope John Paul II, without any explicit personal attachment to Christ, unquote. That's the non-negotiable. That's what's being missed in a huge sense, because we're assuming the child has this, and the Pope is saying in today's world, that's not the case. So, I'll get excited about this in just a moment. And by the way, I'm your host, Steve Wood. You're listening to Faith and Family. And last week, I mentioned the first golden key in passing on this living, transformative relationship with Christ to your children is first you need to have it yourself. And uh, if you didn't join us last week, you can go to familylifecenter.net and hopefully get a hold of that because it's pretty essential because you're not going to get any further with your children. Uh, If you're a teacher, you're not going to get any further with your students. If you're a priest, you're not going to get any further with your people than you yourself are. So that's that this is this is very important. But this week I want to focus on the second golden key of transformative parenting that leads children to have this personal encounter with Christ. And it's this. It's necessary to teach in a manner and in an environment and with a tone that is consistent with a personal relation with Christ. Why do I say this? I'm going to flip right back to Pope John Paul II, where he talks about the concern of children coming to catechesis don't have the personal encounter. He says, quote, this concern will in part decide the tone, the language, and the method of catechesis. So if you're recognizing that in today's world, a key factor that's missing is this personal attachment to Christ that has to precede catechesis, upon which catechesis is built, then it's necessary to teach in a manner, in an environment, and with a tone that's consistent with a personal relationship with Christ. Now, in case you're wondering where I'm going with this, it's not being done, okay? Uh, You can disagree with me, but um, I'm not going to waste a whole lot of time on this. It's not being done. And as a result, we're seeing millions of young Catholics walking away from the faith. I want to see that prevented. So how do you get this second golden key? How do you teach about a profound relationship with God in a deeply personal manner? In other words, How's it done? Well, again, parents and catechists need to recognize that knowing God is not some type of Greek philosopher's abstract knowledge, that the kind of religious knowledge we're talking about isn't abstract information. We're talking about a type of knowledge that brings one into a personal encounter with God that results in transformation. And to know something in the 
Bible world is to know it in a deep and profound way, say the way that a husband and wife would get to know each other over years. That's the that's kind of an icon, so to speak, marriage is, of the kind of relation we want to have with God himself. Now, I like to ask a simple question. Do most people form close personal relationships in a classroom? Now, I know I am broadcasting, so I'll say, yes, I guess a few people might, but do most people form close personal relationships of any kind in a classroom? For instance, if you were, um, days that you were courting your, your, your spouse, um, you know, did you court or have dates in a classroom? Or did you think other environments might be more conducive to forming a close personal relationship? Well, most people would choose a nice restaurant, a park, a nice family setting, uh, some environment conducive to forming a close personal relationship. So you try to have an environment that's compatible with that. And yet, in our day, we're trusting a traditional classroom environment, which for most kids doesn't impart close personal relationships. That's school. Uh, That's not something that impacts them in the deepest part of their being, but that's where we are counting on uh, forming children so that they don't depart from the faith when they hit the temptations of our culture. Uh, I don't think that most religious classrooms are accomplishing that initial task that John Paul II spoke about, that personal encounter that needs to precede catechesis. I've told this story before on Catholic radio, but it was kind of life-changing to me. I was a new Christian. I was in the evangelical world at that time, and I found myself rather surprisingly in charge of one of the large and I think was the fastest-growing Christian education youth Sunday school ministry in Southern California— and I knew absolutely nothing. Uh, But I did know that my parents sent me to Sunday school rather faithfully, and I didn't get anything out of it. So I figured I wasn't going to waste my time and work hard at developing this education ministry where kids turn out just like I did, getting nothing out of it, and then going astray. So I started asking young adults who had a personal relationship with Christ you know, where did you get it? Or what do you remember about your years of Sunday school? And these evangelical Protestants would say, hmm, nothing. In other words, very little. Well, I found in my surveys that it was usually outside of the classroom, at least if a teacher took a class somewhere and did something with them and formed a relationship with them, outside of the classroom, because that's generally where people today form their relationships, then they had an impact, an unusual impact in their children's lives or their students' lives. So what I did with that little bit of information was starting having retreats from the youngest. I had the youngest uh, retreats for kids. The the first time a lot of these kids had ever spent a night away from home to college-age kids, had retreats for every, and everything in between, because I realized 
that to bring them to a personal relation with Christ had to be done outside of a classroom. It's not usually the place that a profound relationship with God is discovered. Now, please don't take my word for this. I would challenge you. I would encourage you. In fact, I would plead with you. um, Go to, just make a count, say 10 or 12 folks you know that you would identify they do have a deep personal relationship with Christ. I'm talking about your Catholic friends. Um, And then ask them, do you have a personal relationship with Christ? And if they kind of hesitate and say, "Mm, I'm not sure, I don't think so, well, okay. Uh, But if they say yes and maybe briefly describe it, then you want to simply ask, well, where, how, and who? And you'll see some common themes start to develop, and they're generally not classroom themes. Um, Figure out what those things are. That's what you want to do to bring children, and adults in fact, to this personal encounter with Christ. And it doesn't, it does mean that we have to kind of make a change from the classroom only setting that targets the mind and leaves the heart untouched. We don't want to bypass the heart. We want to include the mind and the heart, but we want to have an environment that's relational to encourage a personal relationship with Christ. Um, What's better? To form a personal relationship, coffee shop, a park, campfire, a barbecue, cookout, camping trip, a retreat. Um, here, here's some methods. You might think this is, you know, you're talking about abandoning the classroom? Not in, totally abandoning, but to get the personal relationship. How about this? How about a beach breakfast cookout or nice country walks or fishing trips? These three things were used by Jesus Christ. To my knowledge, he never taught in a classroom. Yes, beach, breakfast, cookouts, country walks, fishing trips. (laughs) Do we follow Jesus or do we follow a Western intellectual classroom model to try to form a personal relationship with the living God? God is not a subject as much as he is a person that we need to have an encounter with. Now, remember, the words used by John Paul II at the beginning of this broadcast. And by the way, you're listening to Faith and Family. I'm your host, Steve Wood, and I'm offering today, if you simply email askthehost at gmail.com, I'll send you the exhortation of John Paul II, who said that we needed to bring children to a personal attachment to Christ before catechesis. Before catechesis, we needed to arouse, with the help of grace, uh, the heart, opening their hearts, converting, and preparing them for total adherence to Jesus Christ. And then he says, this concern in part will decide the tone and the method of catechesis. Okay, here we go, because I want to share something with you that shocked me when I first came into the Catholic Church, and that has still just rattled me for 23 years as a Catholic. And that's the tone of sacramental preparation. 
if it's First Communion, Confirmation, and I want to include here marriage and uh, marital preparation, as well as the uh, baptism classes, sacramental preparation of parents before the baptism, the tone, remember the Pope said, the tone has to be influenced by our goal of personal attachment to Christ. I have seen the absolutely most horrendous impersonal tones consistently used for sacramental preparation. And in addition, the good parishes, the faithful parishes, the ones with strong Orthodox priests crank up the negative tone even more. Must required mandatory attendance. Um, Sometimes it's even screaming at you like mandatory attendance, put in all caps. Do you really think that's going to elicit and awaken a response of the heart and a personal attachment to the living God? Musts? Have tos? The heart of the new covenant was spoken by God in Jeremiah 31. He says, I'm going to make a new covenant in those days. And that's what the whole New Testament's about. That's what the whole, this age of the church is about. It's kind of wrapped up in Jeremiah 31, where God says, it's not going to be like the covenant I made with the house of Israel. I wrote that on stone, and it was external to them. As a result, they broke it and committed apostasy. And that is the exact same reason why our culture is tubing, why the church can't keep its own members in the church is because if you keep the faith external to the person and don't touch the heart, it will be broken and they will walk away from it and descend into apostasy. But God says in the new covenant, I'm going to write it on their hearts. I'm going to internalize it so that they have an inward motivation to do the right thing. Now, I just say as a convert, the harsh commands regarding sacramental preparation were to me just shocking. I mean, I love being a Protestant pastor. I love baptizing my own kids. I love teaching the Bible from the pulpit. But I, the bishop, when I came into church, asked me to explain, you know, why was I doing this? And I didn't realize he was going to ask me that. And I said, you know, it's hard to give up some of these things. And, you know, it wasn't mentioned, but my Protestant friends in attention knew it was also, you know, everything, my education prepared for, my salary, my health insurance, my retirement plan. But it was a good trade for the Eucharist. There was nobody saying, Steve, you must do this. You have to attend or you can't have. No. I was willing to give up whatever I had to give up because I wanted it because I love Jesus. And I saw that there was more of Jesus in here. So I wanted more of it. Nobody was twisting my arm to come into the church. I wanted to come into the church. I wanted the blessed Eucharist. And believe me, it was the most You know, it did not work with the external compulsion in the Old Testament. You have to have faith that God's able to move a mountain, and that mountain is the hard human heart that he can bestow grace to. 
you know, let's just imagine a Sunday morning at the end of Mass, and rather than a boring announcement at the end of Mass, how about a two-minute testimony, let's say from a teenager who was going astray, and the year before went on a really good confirmation retreat led by people who knew what their goal was, the personal transformation of the heart, and knew that's what they wanted to convey, and they had a retreat designed for that. And in two minutes, the young man, teenager, scared to death, but from the depth of his being, he knows he wants to share this, for two minutes shares with the congregation how his life was changed, and he came to know Jesus Christ in a deeply profound and personal way. The priest only has to get up for 10 seconds and say, oh, by the way, sign up for confirmation retreat is in the foyer. That's it. You don't have to have the Marine Corps boot camp commands. You have the internal, and this is what the world is so desperate for. And I would say in addition, uh, here's kind of a new thought, but having a sacramental preparation room versus a classroom we don't form personal relationships in a classroom. But how many dollars would it be worth to create a sacramental preparation room that doesn't represent a sterile classroom or resemble a stiff look-alike corporate boardroom, but a warm, friendly meeting place, not just to meet others, but to meet God? that resembles more of a family room than a classroom, maybe even has a fireplace. I'm talking about on parish grounds, or if the parish can't do it, we have to get in a personal environment, in a personal tone, according to Pope John Paul II, to convey a personal relationship with Christ. Um, You can extend this. What if you had a husband or wife just been married a year and just say, you know, our first year of marriage, we almost tubed it because of our personal encounter with Christ and some personal encounters in marriage prep, we made it through our first year of marriage. And by the way, we have the sign-up out in the foyer. We invite you to come and meet God in a deeply profound and personal way that will transform your marriage. Well, those are some thoughts on transformative parenting for parents, priests, and catechists. This is Steve Wood with Faith and Family. You can find us on the web at familylifecenter.net. Join us next time. and Family is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at familylifecenter.net. To order a CD copy of today's broadcast, order online at www.familylifecenter.net. Hi, this is Steve Wood, and I sure hope you're enjoying and profiting from this new Podbean series you've been listening to, Transformative Parenting. I'd just like to let you know that we've put together a special MP3 CD with six episodes summarizing the entire Transformative Parenting series, and you can get it on a single MP3 CD. We've retitled it slightly, entitled Finding and Passing on a Personal Relationship with God. 
subtitled Transformative Catholicism. I really hope you would get this CD because I believe this information is really so important that you really aren't going to simply get it to implement it in your life and your family with just hearing it once. And also, I'm hoping that this, in a certain sense, excites you about your faith to a degree you want to share the information with your friends, neighbors, and family members. So simply go to dads.org and look for that transformative Catholicism CD, Finding and Passing on a Personal Relationship with God.